time to the It Is What It Is podcast, powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I'm managing editor of said Riot Report. We are a proud part of the Riot Network. Check out some of our podcast mates, the Keith Pound Den podcast, the Roaring Riot podcast, One Day Contract podcast. You can go back and look at the Great British Drafting Show to talk, see if they got anything right. They got some stuff right, actually. I, I've always felt smarter when I would listen to the Great British Drafting Show. Anyway, get out there. Listen to all that stuff. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Press pause right now. Go on there. Leave us a five-star review. If you want to leave anything less than a five-star review, don't do it. Just don't Don't even <laughs> don't try. Waste your time. It's not worth Keep it. Moving. Yeah, exactly. Off with your head. Oh, the dulcet tones. <laughs> People are jumping in. I love it. To my right, 90 degrees to my right, the ringleader of the Roaring Riot, Zach Luttrell, is here. Hello, hello, everyone. It's uh, hot outside. We're, summer's officially here. means football's getting a little bit closer. I mm-hmm. uh, got some activities to talk about. Uh, not with me because, uh, you know, I'm just a spectator. And uh, the man across the table, who you guys will hear from in a second, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him more about some exciting stuff coming up this season. Absolutely. Off-season workouts are happening. OTAs. People are lifting weights. People are hitting people. Are you in, are you in pads and OTAs? No, no? no pads. Just no helmets. pads, just shorts. Oh, but helmets, though. Yeah, helmets. Okay, dulcet tones that you're hearing right there to my left, 90 degrees. Number 57 for the Carolina Panthers, linebacker, also from the University of North Carolina, Tar Heels, baby. I Go love heels. it. Go Heels. We're going to talk. Wearing the Carolina strength shirt today. We're about to rock 20 minutes of Tar Heel talk, I promise. Oh, man. Andre Smith is here. All right. Thank you yeah. so much for coming. So glad to be here. Thank Absolutely. you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I oh, appreciate it. I our really pleasure. Do. Our pleasure. So, Andre, let's let's just jump into it. Uh, this is your second year in the league, right? What's the difference between like OTAs, off-season workouts when you're a when you're a rookie, and now that you're in your second year? Uh, I think it's you just don't know what to expect. I mean, you can ask kind of all the questions, but until you actually do it, uh, it's, it's just I feel way better this year going instead of last year. Now that I know what to expect. Um, I've gotten to go through more phase one, phase two, because as a rookie, you only get to go through one week of phase two, and then you jump into uh, phase three, and you're going at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel way better this year, and I just think it's more so knowing how to prepare, knowing what to prepare for. What would you do this off season to kind of like to transition from rookie year to sophomore year? Uh, I was up here the whole summer. I mean, the whole not the summer. The whole winter. Um, so it felt was, like summer. It's Carolina. It's, like, it's summer break, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I was up here working with uh, our strength staff, House and Naves and all our guys. And um, I mean, Luke's, Luke is up there, so if Luke can use those guys, like, why can't I? Yeah. So <clears throat> just um, getting stronger, working on a bunch of things. You know, I had the hamstring issue, so really focusing on that. Yeah. Um, just getting a bunch of nicks and bruises out and – Really was working on being more explosive, stronger, conditioning, and just getting my body ready and prepared. Did you put on weight this offseason? Nah, more so maintain and okay. try to lean out. I, I put on a little bit of weight this offseason, <laughs> but, was, you know, strength coach, I'm working on it. Uh, but you lose it during the season, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. You know, That's all that matters. No, I try to get, like, this is I'm at my, my fattest right now, and then I try to go down for when we hit training camp because I, that's when I have to be, like, on camera a little bit, and yeah. then I go up for the season. Yeah, because traveling and fast food. And oh, yeah. And it's all just candy. Yeah, that's January all I is definitely when I live my best life. Yeah. <laughs> January, I, I get to pig out. What's, pig what's out. like, cheat cheat meals for you when Ooh. you like to pig out? Man, 
the perfect cheat meal for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of a, a, a steak and shake fan. Oh, okay. You know, it's not me. You got to drive like 20 minutes out from Uptown to get there. But yeah, you got to go to Pineville, right? Is that yeah, the only steak and shake? I think so. Yeah. Uh but I get, I, I like to get the, uh, what is it? What is it called again? It's not a patty melt, but it's something. It's, it's one of the melts with the nice. Uh, Reese's Cup milkshake. And oh, all yeah. yeah. That's dedication that, to make that. that to make that and shake. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. What's uh, So we got to talk a little bit about Carolina because I uh, people may not know, you, when you played at Carolina, you had such a spectacular sophomore season, right? So you had 113 tackles. Yeah. Is that what it was? And then uh, as a junior, you come in, you come out blazing 20, 20-ish tackles in the first two games. And then you tore your meniscus and yep. you missed the rest of the season. So, like, what? How how disappointing was it to kind of be on this this track, right? Of like leading the team and being the kind of the leader of that defense, and then all of a sudden the whole season is gone. Uh, it hurt a lot, but honestly, it wasn't the first time. Uh, my sophomore year, even though I had the 113 tackles that spring, I tore my pec, so I missed spring ball, and I felt like during that spring training, I was really hitting my peak. Like in December, I had just benched 405. I was running with the. (laughs) (laughs) Not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I was just like physically. I felt like I had hit a hit a different level. I was, you know, lifting strong. I was running fast with the skill positions and our our winter conditioning, and then I ended up tearing my pec, unfortunately. Um, So that that was really a bummer. I felt like I was like, okay, yeah, I'm about to really splash into my sophomore year because. My freshman year, I played behind Jeff Schottmer, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt like my sophomore year was, you know, going to be the big coming out party. And essentially, it's, it kind of was, but um, I mean, 113 tackles is nothing to sneeze at. Like, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but it was, it was, it was painful playing with this whole peck thing. But uh, so definitely you played through that throughout your sophomore season. You were playing with that injury. You said I had I, it was repaired, but it was yeah, still a little iffy. And yeah, about until like week seven, man, it was. It was hard to play with, really? but we made it work. And you know, 113 tackles later, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. But then junior year, once again, you know, got the peg finally back strong where it needed to be. Um, if you ask my coaches or any of my teammates, that training camp, they said it was the best training camp ever. They were like, "This is the best practices you've ever had, Dre, ever." Uh, so I felt really good going to the season. And then the first two games happened, happened, played good, had my pick in the. Um, Cal game and uh, then Louisville and all that stuff. Uh, then the injury and uh, I didn't think it was anything major. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe it's like a little sprain or something. Cause I've had an NPL sprain, but then uh, they brought me in, sat me down, and said, uh, "Yeah, the season's probably over for you." Oof. So yeah, it's, it was a little rough, but I knew how to handle it just because prior to just a year later, the year before. But uh, it was definitely, definitely wasn't fun. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. Definitely not. So, so then you, you decide to come out for your senior year rather than risk another injury, right? Absolutely. That was the reason why. Yep. So um, oh, tell me a, a little bit about, like, what the draft was like because you you kind of – I would imagine you're kind of all over the place, right? Like, you don't really know how people – how teams view you. Like, do yeah. teams talk to you before the draft and say, hey, we're in, like we're interested? What's How does that go? Uh, some teams do. Some teams be like uh, – a specific team, I'm not going to say – Right. Any names, okay. but one team reached out and said we had a, we have a lot of um, day three picks, a lot of fourth round picks, a lot of fifth round picks. We want to try to come and get you. Draft day came, didn't hear from. Mm-hmm. 
So um, it was a, it was a couple teams like that, and it was. Well, it's it's you know, cold in Cleveland anyway, so don't worry about that. <laughs> just kidding, it wasn't just Cleveland, just <laughs> but um, uh, it was it was kind of frustrating because they didn't precisely tell me kind of you know what they kind of thought about me and how they thought of me as a player is more so you know we're gonna try to get you here, mm-hmm. um, but I would hear things back from like my college coaches or my agent about what teams thought. And, I mean, it was just frustrating because when you're, like, a late-round pick and no one expected me to come out, it's like they just automatically just put you in a box. They just put you in a box and say, this guy can only do this, mm-hmm. like, you know. And so I don't think that's why I got drafted late. I obviously got drafted late because I was injured and missed 10 games. But it was definitely frustrating just, you know, always trying to say, well, if. If I didn't tear my knee, if I never tore my peg. If you know mm-hmm. all everything like that, so I mean, by the grace of God, Panthers drafted me, and the rest is history. Had you heard anything from the Panthers pre-draft, or was it a surprise that they that they had picked you? I, I actually only talked to them one time at the combine. Right. I met with uh, my my linebacker's coach Steve Russ, uh, just in the what do they call it, the train station, mm-hmm. and um, just one on one sat down, talked ball, and uh, that was pretty much it. Right. And then got the call on draft day. Steve Russ is a maniac, right? I mean, I like I've only interacted with him a little bit, so I actually don't I don't want him to hear this. I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I, I like you see him at practice and he is just so like intense. Mm-hmm. What what's it I mean, you know, you have any like fun stories about Steve Russ besides I mean, I know when he puts the puts all the the padding on and he puts these like huge pads on both arms, he looks like a transformer. Yep. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can think of a story. Oh man, it's a lot. It's something I can't say. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about those after the yeah. after the pod. Um, I think it was one where he just uh, I mean he he's getting ran over plenty of times. You know, he puts on all the gear on his arms and on his chest, and um, I think one time he actually might have like separated his shoulder a little bit. Oof. I think uh, actually one time it was one of the guys and we're doing the pass rush drill and you get a passive set, you got a long arm, so it's kind of like a bull rush and kind of knocked his shoulder out of place, <laughs> I think. But that's that's really the craziest. But Coach Russ is a really great guy, high energy. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's hard not to love him and really good, just great guy. Likes to teach his, teach his everyone from the front to the back of the room. So I really appreciate him. That seems like – it seems like he would get his shoulder knocked out, but it actually seems like kind of a point of pride for somebody. Like if you, if you were like trying to pass rush and you knocked your coach's shoulder out of socket, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give me some more playing time. I'm ready. That would, I would be excited about that. Uh, so you are, you're from Jacksonville. Um, what's, oh, okay. Oh, All right. Um, so, what was it like kind of growing up in Jacksonville? I like to, you know, we like to step outside of football a little bit here on It Is What It Is and just kind of talk about, like, what, what life was like growing up uh, for Andre Smith. Uh, well, I was a Navy brat, so I was actually born in uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. Okay. Um, lived there for two months. Then we moved to Key West, Florida. Uh, lived like there for like two years. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little nice. I was real young, so right, I don't right. really remember much. Um, then St. Petersburg, Florida, my dad's hometown, while he lived in um, – uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. So when about the age of five, we finally moved up there with them, and that's really where I started playing football. Gulfport, Mississippi, Mississippi Bulldogs. I never did. <laughs> I was number seventeen. I played everything. I was really a running back at first. Yeah. Um, but then after two years there, we moved to Jacksonville, and 
I was in the second grade and we were there ever since and um I mean life was good. I mean we weren't the richest but we weren't the poorest. Um Did you guys have more uh you know central Jacksonville? Cause, I mean it's pretty spread out, right? What do they say? Going across the yeah, ditch to go to the 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 <laughs> The beach area, right? Isn't that what it's called? I mean, no, it's a 45-minute drive from downtown out to the Ooh, coast, Yeah, right? it's a little drive. Yeah, Jacksonville's the biggest city land-wise, and right. honestly, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, for no reason. Uh, I think we were talking about this yesterday in the locker room. Um, Eric Reed, we were talking about the number of people in San Francisco and how small it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I think if he was like seven San Franciscos can fit in Jacksonville or something like that. Yeah. And the number of people is just insane. Um, but Jacksonville uh, – we lived at first. We lived in Mayport, which is close by the base, which is close by the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, then we moved. When I hit like sixth grade, we moved more into, uh, I guess, the inner city in this Arlington area, which is right uh, outside of downtown. You just got to cross the bridge, and okay. then you're you're in downtown. Um, and uh, I mean, I went to this high school, Terry Parker High School, and it was it was okay. I mean, you just, I think. With certain situations and certain schools, it was, I think, Jacksonville has, like, a grading scale in schools, um, alphabetical. I think Terry Park was, like, a C, a D school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just know have to know which crowd to hang with, which right. crowd of people, you know. I was, like, my friends were, like, older, older juniors and seniors, more guys, I guess, that were focused right. on. Well, probably guys on the football team, right? I mean, that's. Yeah, but still, even some of those guys, you know. Yeah. But um, so did you grow up a Jags fan then? Sort of, kind of. I actually yeah. grew up. I, I was a really big Red, Redskins fan, Redskins okay. and the Bengals. But I really, really only had kind of favorite players. Okay. Like I was a big Chad Johnson fan. Mm. Uh, I was a big Sean Taylor fan. Redskins. They had Clinton Portis, Santana mm-hmm. Moss, Lamar oh, yeah. Arrington. I can go through the pretty yeah. much whole roster. Um. But those teams were never good, so it <laughs> yeah. was, was kind of I was about hard. to make a joke, but I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to let that one go. Yeah, like, how was, many championships has got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, I wasn't going there. It was hard to watch. <laughs> but um, but I've, I've been to Jaguars games, and, you know, I've known players, met some. You know, Fred Taylor was a great, yeah. Jimmy Smith. You know, they have David Garrard. I've seen all the left Ooh, Hot mustard. Oh. Sorry, that's not, a, that's not a real nickname. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Jaguars, they were just, you know, always there and, they recently had success, so yeah. I kind of became a fan at the end. But yeah, I became a fan when they put the pools in their uh, in their stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. They're, they're my second favorite team at that oh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That was uh, pretty nice. I I think so. It's it's interesting because like we're now at the point where you get to, like guys like you that are in the that are just coming in the league now. You had a you kind of grew up watching Cam and Luke and these guys like as you're like forming, learning how to play football. So what were your like impressions of these guys before you got to the Panthers? Uh, well, obviously I, I thought Luke was great. Obviously probably the smartest man in football. Yeah. Um, I remember watching, you know, a lot of his tape, just going on YouTube, watching highlights, especially um, the game against Miami where mm-hmm. he pretty much destroyed, destroyed them single-handedly. Um, and just, I mean, he had a lot of interceptions in college. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. But I think the impression was like, I mean, like just wow, you know, watching these guys, these, you know, kind of like super athletes, really smart guys, and, you know, being like, well, can I make it one day to that level? Yeah. Um. So my impression on them was, you know, really high. Like, I mean, Cam, once again, Heisman Trophy winner. Um. And I heard a lot about him because uh, Gene Chizik was our defense coordinator at at That's UNC, right, yeah. so yep. he would talk about Cam a lot. 
And so, I mean, very good impressions. Yeah. What's it like being in the same locker room as Luke and TD last year, but not anymore? But, you know, with veterans like that and, and kind of taking you under their wing and, and teaching you how to be a pro. Man, I, I mean, it's a blessing. It truly is. Uh, I still get a little starstruck by Luke. I'm always, yeah. I'm always, I'm literally probably <laughs> always around him. But it's like, dang, that's really Luke Keekley. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, his rating on Madden is a 99. Yeah. Like, he's the best. So, I mean, just, it's a blessing to be able to learn from him and Thomas Davis um, from last year. And just, I think one of the biggest things I took away from TD was just how hard he worked. And you know how he overcame adversity. What he tore his ACL three times. Yep. Right. And then in practice, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell that because the man just goes really hard. He's really intense. And I think, you know, being able to watch that, you can learn a lot from how to practice as a pro. Because some people get the senses, okay, you become a pro and you just kind of relax, you chill out and practice. No, those two guys, they're at it. Huh? They're at it. They're getting better every day. friends, Nikki Wolf here, host of One Day Contract, a proud part of the Riot Network. If you're enjoying the show you're listening to, I'm 100% sure you'll like our podcast, where myself, Colin Hoggard, and Josh Klein host a rotating member of the media or a personality that covers the Carolina Panthers on the show every week and talk not only news, analysis, and opinions on your favorite team, but we'll also have long, in-depth conversations about our favorite Thanksgiving side is or who was your favorite Saturday Night Live cast member of all time? So if you enjoy your Panthers talk with a large dose of fun banter, One Day Contract is the show for you. Check out this week's episode where we talk to Eric Spanberg of the Charlotte Business Journal about what the Panthers' move to South Carolina might mean to the team, whether a new stadium is in Tepper's future, and exactly how much Panthers' leggings cost. One Day Contract, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's what they say because Coach always talks about how he he bases like inactives and and guys that are getting more and more playing time, more snaps. He bases a lot of that on what happens in practice. And and at first, I didn't really. It kind of sounds like coach speak, but I think that actually, like the more that you talk to guys in the locker room, the more that you talk to coach and see see it, it does seem like that. Like the harder you work in practice, that's it. Kind of it translates to the game. I mean, it's not surprising. Practice makes perfect. It's. They say it for a reason. Yeah, I think definitely sometimes with our um, DN um, rotation last year as mm-hmm. well. Um, I mean, of course, you had, like, the top guys. You had Pep. Um, what's his name? Mario. Yeah, yeah, Rio. and um, But, like, those bottom guys, like Keys, F.A., and um, B. Cox, it was like every week they didn't know which one was going to be up, who was mm-hmm. going to be down. Yeah. I mean, so I guess essentially it went based off of practice because they would kind of rotate – who would be inactive and who would be up, yep. things like that. So I think he's true to his word. And you had the hamstring problem. Did it kind of linger for the whole year? I know you were – but you were battling it in preseason for sure. Yeah. Was it all year? Yeah, it was pretty much all year because I popped it at the combine running my 40. Yeah. So pretty much after that I went through OTAs and, like, the first part of training camp but in the first preseason game, popped that bad boy again. Oh, uh, then uh, got back healthy, got to the fourth game. I was inactive the first uh, three weeks. Um, then one of the backers went down, so I had to play teams. Then running down on kickoff, that bad boy popped again. So that was three times in the same year. Uh, and then, and then after that, I mean, I was really more, way more focused on it. Uh, paid way more attention to it, and it was pretty much all I did. Because uh, like, when you were playing, you were thinking about it being hurt and possibly re-injuring. Is that what you mean? 
Sometimes. Yeah. And even in practice, like, just, you know, always that constant worry on right. your brain and just always in the back of your mind, like, this bad boy may go at any second. Even though you did take all the measurements to prevent it, you just never know sometimes. So uh, towards, like, about week seven and on, it was, you know, I was back practicing and running around and stuff, but it was still – it, you can still feel it a little bit, feel it a little bit. So uh, I'd say that was really my winter, just getting the hamstring ready right. and working on my hips and everything, just getting everything back strong. Yeah. Speaking mm. of winter, we got to talk about it. Uh, spoiler alert. Is it coming? Is winter yeah, coming? Yeah. Is so <laughs> spoiler alert, we're at about 20 minutes right now, so I'll put that in the notes. Um, take people behind the curtain. Today, when we're recording this podcast, Game of Thrones finale was last night, yep. and I know you're a big Thrones fan, so we have to talk a little bit about it because um, Zach and I spent about two hours today uh, yelling at each other about other ideas that we had <laughs> for how they should have ended the show, uh, and Kevin was involved in some yelling. Kevin was more disappointed than anything else, but I feel like Zach and yeah, I were really we – were, we, were we were angry. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the, the Game of Thrones finale? I was, I was pretty upset at first last night when it uh, officially ended, but – once I, I talked to some guys, uh, some of my Carolina teammates, actually, we were just sitting there on Twitter just going back and forth talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were like, I mean, it's really hard to end it because just the writers try so hard to be so unpredictable that, I mean, obviously anybody, after everything John's been through, want him to be king. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of cliche, though. So um, everyone knew Danny had to die for what she did. Right. And – I thought Arya was going to kill her. That would have been real cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Arya was going to kill her. That seemed obvious to me, but yeah, but I guess she got her shine with the with the with the king, right? Yeah, and then I didn't think she was going to die. They were going to kill Danny so early in the episode. Yeah. So, but I mean, I guess I like how they they wrapped it up. It was kind of boring, but I mean, yeah, that's kind of the life they they want. It was kind of boring, and it's like for a season finale of a show like Game of Thrones, for me to walk up like forty five minutes in, I was like. <laughs> What time? Like, how? What's going on? Should I, twi- should I check Twitter? Like, in the middle of the show, that's not a good sign. I was yeah. just, I was disappointed. It's very disappointing. But uh, I mean, I think essentially, kind of everyone got what they wanted. Uh, well, Brandon didn't want to be king, but <laughs> I think that's what's best for the realm. Um, they changed the whole process of being king. You don't just, you don't just uh, the hierarchy, or yeah. you know, you can't just make heirs. Um, well, Sansa was real quick to point out that Bran can't even make air. Yeah. They were like, we should make Bran Sansa, the work. Sansa couldn't even bend the knee to her little brother? Yeah. That's, that was crazy. But. I thought she should have. They should have been like, I, I. Everybody should have said I, and then Sansa should have stabbed Bran, been like, nay, and then stab <laughs> Bran in the face. Like, that's a show right His there. Face? That is a show. Yeah. yeah. Like, stab him in the face, and then Arya jumps up with the with Needle and is like, what? Who wants to come at the new queen? Boom, yeah. put me on staff, HBO. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been wild. It would have been entertaining. Yeah, right? That's all. I mean, entertaining. Fade to black. Yeah. Put the music on and we're done. Uh, <laughs> so but what, what's, what's even crazier to me is John had to tell on himself. Yeah. Because there was no one else there mm-hmm. except the dragon. The dragon flew off with her. So he had to tell on himself. So I, that just blows my mind. He's just such an honorable man. Yeah. He did it to himself, kind of. Yeah, it's. It's lame. I think Jon Snow, by the end of the show, I was like, I was kind of out on Jon, too. Like, I know everybody kind of loved Jon Snow. I was out on Jon when he was taking a back seat to Danny when he was like, you know what? It's me, but yeah. you're my queen. I'm like, well, yeah. 
Come on, man. <laughs> they just announced that you're the heir to the Iron Throne, and you're like, well, you're my queen, and yeah. uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. That's all we, my wife and What's I the say saying? M- M.O.B., right? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, put, <laughs> that, put, that, put that in the back. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, he was He was playing the playing the back seat. So. Yeah. yeah so chum- I was, was out on chump. it then. I was a big John fan, and I was like, all right, he, he doesn't have it. Yeah. Should call him. John, no. No, that's not that good. Cut that out. <laughs> edit point. We'll just edit that. I did thing. think that they were going to kill more characters. I think yeah. you know, the last scene, they had a lot of, like, you know, the main characters still around. Samuel Tarly made it. Don't know how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sam got really annoying. Oh, I hated Sam this season. Yeah. He did nothing. He's the reason Ed died. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I said this earlier. I was, I was a big Cersei fan. I, I loved it. I just – she seemed like she was a badass, right? Even though she was evil and, and yeah. you know, just there was always some good drama whenever she was around. And I was just so upset, you know, as a fan of her being a villain, the fact that she just died in Jamie's arms, just crushed, you know, holding. Uh, come on, man. Give so me something weak. better than so that, weak. right? Yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to be so gruesome that yeah. people were like, okay, they might have took it too far. Because yeah. I wanted to see how she took it, too, while they were, <laughs> and it was just like, oh. But if they just stood ten feet to the left, they would have been fine. <laughs> but it was the, the hound in uh, the mountain that fight was that was fun. Yeah, that was good. That was that was pretty. There were good right. scenes like the like when Danny walks out and the dragon wings go out yeah. behind her. That's a good. That's a good scene. Where that's good stuff. Up. Yeah, but overall, that's my review. I agree. Um, so uh, back to back to actual football a little bit. Um, what? So there's been a lot of talk recently about the the new kind of hybrid defense that Ron wants to run. Um, you have you have a little bit of experience as like a conventional linebacker, but is there a difference between 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, what, what they ran last year, what's happening this year? Um, I don't, you don't have to reveal the, the secret plans, but. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think it's all that secret. I mean, you could tell what we're switching to by who we drafted. Yep, so sure. It's, it's not really that big of a secret. Um. I think that I think we're trying to be more versatile in defense. Have guys that can uh, also pass the rusher and also you know drop back and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big switches. But I think um, the three four that we're switching to allows you to attack from many different ways and angles and stuff like that. Um, and I think that the new additions that we have fit the mold pretty pretty perfectly, honestly. Okay. Uh, but as far as you know, going from a four three to a three four as an inside linebacker. Um, I don't really think much changes. Um, not at I, I, at first I did, but now that we've installed it and we've been through it, and I mean we haven't put it to work against anybody, you know, against an offense. But we'll see tomorrow. But um, <laughs> but I mean right now it, it still feels normal. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just maybe the third backer is not next to you. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of down there on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So that's really the only difference. I think a lot of talk for me has been. People are not concerned, but they're just like Luke was so successful in in the defense that he's already been in, and then to kind of make that change, I think people are a little bit concerned of like how he fits in. Not that the best linebacker in the NFL is going to have trouble fitting into a new defense, but it, if the roles don't change that much, do you think that he'll be more successful? The the same amount? I mean, what do you think? I mean, he's coming off a pretty good year, mm-hmm. pretty 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 darn good year. Um, I think he'll be even more successful. I think it it allow. I think he he'll probably get more sacks. Honestly, yeah. Um, I think, and a lot of the things that they changed with our coverages as well. I think 
I think he'll be more successful. I don't think – well, one thing – first things first, I think ballers are going to ball. Luke is a baller. No matter what you put in front of him, no matter what, True. he's going to ball yep. regardless. Um, so I don't think it will affect anything. I think more so is uh, to kind of change the things around him because he's still going to shine any way possible. So. Yeah. So what about what about you? You like – as in, in this – in 3-4, I know there's a little bit more dropping back for linebackers, at least for the outside guys. Um, for an inside guy, is there the same amount of dropping back versus rushing the passer, or is it kind of like it's it's the same? Uh, I would say we, we, we might rush a little more. Yeah? I think we might rush a little more. Uh, we, we've been working rushing a lot since last year, uh, pass rushing, and uh, Coach Washington says it all the time. Everyone must be able to rush the, rush the quarterback, G2X. You know, that's Get to the spot. So I think we, we may be rushing a little bit more from different spots, from, you know, outside, interior, different looks. So, um, I mean, we'd still be in coverage, but definitely I think the inside backs will be rushing more. Have you gotten to see those rookies yet? Like, have you – I mean, have you been – you you haven't been on the field with them, right? Or is it you have – you've just kind of practiced with yeah, them? Yeah, just kind of drops on air and stuff like that. Not yeah. really seeing them live action. We watched the uh, rookie minicamp film and uh, – Brian, Mr. Brian Burns, well, he can pass rush pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, as far as, you know, anything official, no, not yet. So, so we'll see you tomorrow. He's got the Spider-Man nickname. Do you have a – what's what's your nickname? Oh, Did man, this is actually pretty funny. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So a uh, uh, little pop culture. Okay. So about a month or two ago, Soldier Boy is coming back out saying he's making, like, the biggest comeback since whoever – and he was, like, changing his name to, like, Big Draco. So I was like, hmm, my name's Andre. Dre. Oh, okay. So I went to the weight room the next day, and uh, I said, from now on, y'all call me Big Draco. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of stuck. Some people have taken it to other forms, like uh, Fozzie. He was still around. He was like, Big Draco? I'm going to call you Pico. Pico de Gallo. <laughs> so... Um, so I just get a whole bunch of mix of different names. But uh, they said once I make some plays, you know, Draco may stick. So yeah. We'll see. Big Draco. I I like it. I can't come up with that. Uh, I can't I can't have a cool name I mean, I stole like it, so I can't even Yeah, no, that. hey, what a, if it sticks, it sticks. That's it sticks. all that counts. I know yeah. your your Twitter handle is uh, Andre the Giant, so it's like that one, that one oh, kind of yeah. makes more sense. I forget about that. Yeah. Are you over that one? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like. Eighth grade, something. (laughs) (laughs) I forget about that all the time. So you heard it here first. When Andre Smith makes big plays, big Draco. That's where it's at. I just look right down the right down the barrel and try to say stuff sometimes. See, there you go. That's that's how you do it. Um, So let's talk Carolina. What's it like at like being able to like come from Carolina and then be playing two and a half hours? kind of south of it's, there. It's really nice, actually. It's yeah. really nice. I think I get a lot of benefits because I, I know a lot of people. I run into a lot of Carolina fans or Carolina alums or mm-hmm. just people who love the program, love the school. So uh, I think uh, I think I got a little bit of an advantage yeah. um, uh, in many different aspects other than the field. So, I mean, obviously Charlotte's a town filled with UNC alum, yeah. people who love the school and the university and – I mean, even in the in the Panthers building, I meet a person pretty much a week who's from Carolina, and I see familiar faces all the time. So, yeah, we're we're everywhere. Are you going to the uh, Carolina versus South Carolina? No, I didn't call them Carolina. Yeah, by the of way. course. The uh, the kickoff game that's here in Charlotte, right? We uh, if we can make it, 
Cause yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know the date to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't even know the date. Yeah, yeah. I know it's the first game though. What's uh, like Carolina football is uh, it doesn't have the same cachet as Carolina basketball, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know that that program is kind of like try to tries to be on the rise to get that. Is do you feel like when you were at Carolina that there was a little bit of a like you lost your shine football versus basketball? Does that make sense? Um, only when you're not winning. Mm, okay. So I think that first year, uh, my freshman year, when we went 11 and three. I think we definitely gained some clout. Yeah. Um, a lot of people start showing to the game. Some games were sold out. Um, a lot of fun times. But then after that, once we kind of started to tank a little bit and things like that, I definitely think you know the whole basketball school thing yeah. definitely started to come back out a lot more. Um, but I mean, we're trying. Mac Brown's. I think Mac Brown is going to really turn the program around and do a lot of things to build more hype around the program and yeah. build it up to how it should be. And because Carolina's put out some great players. Oh yeah. So for sure. Just as I mean, just like the basketball team has. Yeah. They got Michael Jordan. We got Julius Peppers, Lawrence mm-hmm. Taylor's. You it's know. True. So. Me and Pep were classmates at the same time. I like to think. I yeah, like to you rem- study together. Or? Yeah, I like to remind him of that sometimes. <laughs> I was like, Pep, you remember me from Geology 16? No, he doesn't remember me. <laughs> Doesn't it, we were we didn't interact we didn't run the same circles but I mean you know every now and then I'd see him on campus Pep <laughs> didn't answer me uh, so like what was the do you have a favorite Carolina basketball player of all time um I'm kind of a a big Bryce Johnson fan wow oh, yeah. I like Bryce Johnson a lot I, right. I feel That's, like it's Carolina unexpected. I know. That's a good answer. Yeah, I, I like Bryce, Bryce, uh, Bryce Johnson a lot. I actually see him around Charlotte sometimes. Mm-hmm. Saw him in the mall. Um, when did I see him? Maybe in February sometime. And when we went back up for uh, the spring game, I saw him again. But, I mean, I just thought he was very dominant at his time here. Yeah. And it's unfortunate he didn't get to win that title. They lost that year. But, I mean, he would put up – he'd get 20 boards – 20 points like that was that was just him yep. every day every and I loved his intensity his yeah. passion I I, I like Bryce Johnson a lot yeah, that was a fun team I was always a big Marcus Page fan Ooh, yeah, Marcus yeah. Page was a baller just a little guy you know and it just seemed like he overplayed and just yeah. oh man I loved watching his, him. that shot was crazy yeah that shot was crazy I'm a big uh, I'm a big Psycho T fan. Where I know a lot of people are hearing this to they want they want me to weigh in. So obviously nobody cares. Uh, but I I got to get my opinion out there. Um, so uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is you're a big NBA fan, right? What's uh What's your take on the finals? Like who who do you who do you like? Who do you got? Warriors, right? I mean that's yeah. I mean yeah. I'm, I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. Okay. So wherever Kevin Durant is, that's who I'm rooting for. So the Warriors. Get my vote. So you're gonna be a Knicks fan next year. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever he goes, I'm gonna get the jersey. I'm just a huge. You think Kevin he's out Durant though fan. after this year? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, especially with them winning now without him and everything. I mean, everyone knows that they were a great team without him. Yeah. He just made them kind of unbeatable. Well, he's the best best player in basketball, right? I would say so. so I think disagree. so. What? Who's the best player in basketball? LeBron? Nah, I'm, I'm going KD. What? Man. Yeah. KD. For real? For sure. 100%. What is this, this? Is this a prank? He's definitely a better scorer. Yeah, no, I'm 100%. going KD. What? Yeah, that's no. I mean, this is new to you. You should watch the NBA more, man. Are you kidding? Nah. Then LeBron. We'll put a poll up later. Now you. Uh, yeah. All right. Now I mean LeBron James. Is that oh, what's that yeah. confusing? <laughs> no, it's definitely KD. All right. I, I don't Easy even, money I, sniper. I, I, KD oh. Trey five. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, he's probably listening. I know he likes to be on the internet. <laughs> he likes to be on Twitter. So Doesn't he have a mention. burger? He's going to yeah, yell exactly. at us on his burger <laughs> Twitter like, account later. Shasha8742 is like, LeBron stinks. <laughs> God, come on. Um, uh, what, like, you're, you're here in Charlotte. You spent the offseason here. What do you think of Charlotte? Like, what, what are some things that you like to do around town that you, that you enjoy? What's Andre Smith do for fun? Oh, man. Well, I like to play the video game. Ooh, okay. Um, but around Charlotte, um, definitely go around uptown, walk around, just eat, eat food. I really like to eat food. Charlotte has a lot of great restaurants. Um, what kind of food? Let's get some restaurant recommendations. Ooh, let's get some. Uh, Future sponsors. Well, write them down. <laughs> Rico's Acai Bowls. Okay. That's at least once a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just send that clip to Rico. Send that to Rico's. Um, who else? Uh, Vapiano's. I recently tried that. Okay. Got the calzone. Amazing. Nice. Um, who Are else? You a barbecue guy? I'm a barbecue guy, but honestly, I'm not a North Carolina barbecue fan. Oh, right. no. Cut. All right. Cut I'm, the, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, buddy. Cut the podcast. The, the whole vinegar <laughs> thing just throws me off. I'm not a fan, honestly. What but a, I, I do like some of it, though. Yeah. What about, like, a mustard sauce? Like, the South Carolina mustard sauce? No? Nothing? Mm-hmm. All right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So so barbecue, well, right? Is that straight barbecue sauce? Is that straight where we're at? Barbecue, yeah. 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 All right. So is that more Kansas City type? That kind of. I feel like Kansas City is like a dry rub. Maybe mm. I don't know. Now I'm just talking outside of my element. <laughs> Not surprising. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm still in, I'm still dizzy after the no uh, vinegar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to bring it trying back. Trying to recover. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> trying sorry. to bring I'm it sorry. back <laughs> in. I'm just always. I, I came up to UNC. I was like, what is this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> He went out to Allen and Sons, I'd imagine, with the they put the hush puppies on the table. That's where it was at. That was right it was right near Chapel Hill. I'll never forget. Went there with my parents and they like you sit down and they put a basket of hush puppies on the table. Like as like a just like bread yeah, that's instead of bread, it's hush there. puppies. Well, you're, yeah, a little, you're a little bit older. I was putting on a freshman fifty <laughs> at that point. <laughs> a lot of hush puppies. And yes, I'm old. Um so what are what are your goals for two thousand nineteen? Like what What's the if what is the the best case scenario look like for you if we're have, if we're talking to you after I mean next May what what is 2019 season look like um honestly just do whatever the team needs to to win you know I felt like we were on a good good road last year then obviously things went downhill but um just being available if you're not being hurt mm-hmm. um I feel like I let a lot of my my uh, well, my coaches down one. I think they were relying on me just to, you know, be available, and I wasn't available. So I think one being available, uh, being ready for whatever, whether if I do have to step in and play due to injuries, you know, always being prepared, um, being the the best special teams player I can, and just knowing. I think it's it's more about knowing your role and doing it to the best of your ability and staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Those are really my goals. Yeah, they say the best ability is availability. Yep. So that's that was that was my advice to the rookies. My really? Words. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you just met. You mentioned video games. Who do you take out to put in yourself when you're playing Madden? <laughs> Let's make some enemies right here. Shaq, if you're Shaq's listening. On the bench. Shaq, Shaq's if you're on listening, the I'm sorry because I don't think Luke's coming out. Yeah, Luke stays in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's just me and Luke. So whoever. Yeah, <laughs> whoever else. All right, he's not mentioning anything. Whoever else, you know. Sorry, Jermaine, if you're listening. Uh, also not going to get into that lineup. Uh, Andre Smith, where can people find you on, like, Instagram, Twitter? 
what what's your uh, what's your social media situation if the fans uh, want to talk to you? Pretty simple, just Andre Smith underscore ten for Instagram, Andre Smith underscore nine for Twitter. Pretty basic. So. Yeah. And yeah. you're you're pretty active on there. I feel like I see you interacting with people on, on Twitter for sure. Yeah, definitely more on Twitter. Uh I love Twitter. Love yeah. Twitter. I could be on there all day. Try to try to stay away from it, but I love Twitter. Been on it for a long time. I think if you look, I got a lot of tweets. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> tweets. So they have to remind us, like, how often we're on there. 16,000 tweets. Like. Yeah, exactly. And the, or the, uh, Do you have that uh, that thing on your iPhone that tells you how long you look at your phone every day? It's yes, terrifying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It keeps going up for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I hate it. I had to limit my – I used to get it every day, and now I put it to weekly, so now I just feel bad about myself on Sunday <laughs> afternoon when it's like, yeah, you, get, get the you look at your phone for – So-and-so, you're up. 22 percent this yeah. week and you're like well i was watching a movie so that's <laughs> probably why andre smith thank you so much for joining the show we will look forward to seeing you at otas this week and into training camp and then on to 2019 thank you guys so much